Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Divya Madhar. She is a certified spiritual healer and coach, also a TEDx speaker. Welcome, Divya. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you doing today? Thank you, Brad. This is a beautiful yeah. opportunity to talk to you and to everyone else who's listening to this. I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Thank you so much for being here with me today and for taking and making the time to be here. I know that you and I have been back and forth trying to get this sorted out so we can finally have you on the on the podcast. So I'm so happy to finally have you here and be able to get this conversation recorded. And so we, we can share and put it out to the world for everyone to hear the beautiful work that you're doing. So thank you for for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. So as I mentioned, you are a spiritual healer and coach, a TEDx speaker. How long have you been a certified spiritual healer and coach, Divya? Almost about five years now. Okay. I'm very curious to hear what led you down the spiritual path and the work that you do. Did this journey of doing this work begin or get inspired through some of your own personal struggles and journey? Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's not been one mistake, I guess, into a series of things as most of us go through, you know, a few things that happen and then we start to see what's not working. So I think I would really make it brief and short. And I was raised by a single mother and she had walked out of two abusive marriages. And in the process, I think she kind of lost her peace and she became abusive towards me. So you know, should be unkind and beat me up and stuff like that literally almost every day. And then I think I started to have less grades and stuff. And then eventually it led to me having a really huge decline in the mental health and emotional health of mine. We started to impact in every area. I think this is largely in terms of the background growing up. And eventually I think I started believing that I didn't deserve anything in life or I was just this, you know, the a baggage or say a burden to the family and I should die. I also tried to attempt uh, suicide a lot of times, but by God's grace, it didn't get through, which I feel grateful about now, but then I couldn't feel grateful at that point in time. But yeah, and eventually I led into, I think, you know, all of this belief system that I gathered that I didn't deserve anything good and stuff like that. I eventually ended up in an abusive marriage and that went over for more than a decade. And the biggest thing in this period happened in this way that I did not know I was getting abused. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
it's really weird to kind of hear that and just say, oh, you not know you're getting abused. Because the abuse are not physical. Nobody was right. Here. And I didn't know what was happening. But I kept declining every single day. And at some point in time, I had lost everything. My health, my, you know, the excitement. I was always a happy and a very cheerful person. I had lost all that cheer. I had lost all the happiness. I had lost money also. I had lost a lot of relationships and stuff like that. And I couldn't understand what was going on. I had actually just lost any interest in anything totally. And uh, I think over later on, with some understanding did I start to understand first that I was being abused that alone took a lot of time for me to understand and when I now look at in the hindsight I can tell you I was definitely mentally abused yeah so now that I look back I can definitely say that I was emotionally abused I was mentally abused there was no physical abuse per se there was nobody who had hit me but then there was this unsaid and a very you know like it's like you would wrap a piece of crap into a gift box and gift it to someone kind of feeling. I was kind of pushed into sexual abuse in the wake of saying that this is a modern way to be a couple. And what was that abuse about was actually it was forced. I was forced into swapping. I was forced into group sex and all of those things. Oh my gosh. And I was forced into a lot of other things in that process. And, you know, I think so weird. I wore it like, you know, like a feather on my cap saying that. Yeah. That a partner is so modern that he allows this. But I did not know that I was being abused in stress sense, you know. So I think it it's just a matter that there was no right people to go to, to talk to, to understand. And I knew something was not right. Like, you know, you have that feeling inside of you where you know something is not right, but you don't know what is not right. And I think most spiritual journeys that I've heard probably started this point mine definitely started at this point where I knew something had to change I didn't know what I didn't know where to go I didn't know you know how to find help and everyone I reached out to kept telling me I was wrong or probably it was just me who would have left led to this kind of a situation and later on I met someone and while I thought this person was kind he kind of used this to his advantage in the you know, in the hindsight. and But he brought me this awareness that this is not right. He abused me later on. But he was this person who brought this awareness to me that this is not right. And then I started to reach. And once he kind of, he started to abuse me, this another person who I met. When he started to abuse me, I just did not want to live anymore. And there was someone who started, you know, telling me that you need help. There was a neighbor who came to me and she said, you need help. You can't continue to function like this. And she didn't know a thing about my story. She just said, when I look at you, I know you need help. And she connected me to someone, a healer and a coach. And I think from there on was the journey started. I started to understand what's happening. I started to recognize what's going wrong because I did not have awareness or knowledge of what was wrong, in fact, in the first place. And then I started to understand what's boundaries, what is self-love. And I think slowly and steadily, one day at a time, or one healing at a time, or one guidance at a time, I started to claim myself back. And that's exactly how my journey started, the transformation journey started. So that neighbor coming to you was the catalyst for you to start to pull yourself out of that, out of those situations and start your healing journey. Exactly, absolutely. And so how have these experiences helped shape the Divya you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? Well, (laughs) I've learned that I am not tolerating any abuse at all. I have learned to say no, which I didn't know was an option. Also, I've learned to hold myself as my first priority. 
because if I don't take care of myself, no one else would learn to take care of me. So it's just prioritizing myself, my needs, honoring my my feelings and my body's wisdom. When my body says no, it's a no. I don't compromise. So if my body says I don't want to go to a movie right now and I don't want to go mingle with anybody, I would be like, okay, I will not. And I don't mm-hmm. allow the FOMO to set in, you know. So it's, it's basically kind of, it's, it's just from the very small things to the big things. I have learned to really honor myself. This is who I've become today personally, professionally, in every relationship that I have as a mother, as a friend, everything, like in any every way, basically. Also I love it. With myself. That is incredible. I love it. Thank you. What was the biggest or most valuable takeaway or lesson for you through all those experiences? Would you, say? you mean the abuse of... Everything that led up to the, the start of your spiritual journey. The biggest learning I have is that... As kids, we were born with all that we need to know. All that we have is born. We are born with that wisdom because we are born with this body. And this body carries that wisdom. The heart carries that wisdom. The heart is connected to the higher consciousness. It's what we have to look at in terms of what not to learn to be true. We learn a lot of things from our environment, from everything else. So what not to learn is something that I've learned big time, like, so say if media is trying to say that, you know, this world is going into ditches, then I have to remember that that's not what I'm going to learn. You know, I would want to rather learn that this world is full of love. Yeah. I think this has been a very important thing that I've understood that we're, at least from where I come, there is a certain pattern of how you go through life. Like you study, then you go to college, you get a degree, you get a job, then you get married, you have the first kid, you have the second kid, and then you have more if you want. And eventually then... You know, there's something called settle down, settle down, settle down that keeps happening. But it may look like the settling, but it's the most unsettling experience there is because you're not doing it by your calling. You're doing it by force. So you're doing it by a certain pattern laid down. But now I know that I did not need to do this any further. I do not need to do this any further. I think that that's the most important thing. So if my child today comes up and says, I... It's then it's mealtime and he says that I don't want to eat right now. My body does not feel like eating. So I mean, like, okay, let's not eat. It's fine. You know, just to be. It's a very powerful lesson. Yeah, I think giving ourselves grace has been a very important learning for me in this journey. That's it. We have have a very hard time doing that because we're always pushing ourselves and moving forward because of all the societal conditioning and parental conditioning and all of these things. You've got to do these things. And it doesn't have to be done that way. Things don't have to be done the way that we've been told they do for so many years. And it's okay to give ourselves space and grace and that we need to do that in order to be who we authentically are. Absolutely. You so captured it right. You know, like the words you put together, it just feels like music. It is exactly that. It is show up authentically. Yeah, exactly. So Divya, when did you realize you had the spiritual gifts and how hard or easy was it for you to embrace that? I think realizing that I had some gifts was when I was a very young kid. I could tune into people's lives so easily even without knowing anything about them. But I did not know what was that. Like, it was a very dark area. Not in the sense of darkness, in the sense Mm -hmm. of more area. Not know that. But I think uh, over a period of time, as a child, I used to preempt the events that are going to happen. And whatever I had preempted, everything happened in that sequence. So I did know that I have a gift. I could see what was coming. That was a gift. I thought that was what I had as a young girl growing up. 
but eventually mm-hmm. as i came into the healing world did i realize that it's just one aspect of the gift there are so many other things that are there in the in the sphere overall and so when did you really embrace your gift and start to use it to help people when i was supported by a healer and i saw the magic it had kind of spilled in my life and that's when i realized yeah this is what i want to do this is who i am this is what i want to be i want to use those gifts this is what was happening to me so i wasn't this kid who was crazy but a kid who was gifted and you know and then i started to understand that this is the reason why i was gifted with this because this is what i had this is who i had to be a healer a teacher in this journey yeah i think mm-hmm. so this is around the time when i started to move out of my marriage um, okay then the spiritual journey started around five years back and yeah that's the time i embraced the gifts and accepted them and it was no more scary now i've heard many people say that we as humans have all the tools we need within us to help in healing ourselves and you briefly mentioned that earlier in the interview is this something that you subscribe to and believe in oh absolutely yes we have everything it's just a matter of knowing that we have one and also mm-hmm. we use it second and that's where other spiritual teachers and and guides come in for us to help us to help guide us to how to use those tools? I know I didn't know those gifts. Tools. Yes, I think that's what I would say here. What today's now? What inspired you to go down the path of becoming a coach? One interesting thing that happened when I when when I started practicing as a healer, I saw that healing was a very voodoo, scary play. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had you know like a black magic conversation. Then thinking, <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> But, well, there was this conversation at the table and, you know, some people are kind of scared of the whole world healing and the world of healing. And then I started to feel that if I had to reach to more heart, what do I need? And then I started to understand that, okay, there is something which can be done consciously also while we work on the subconscious with the healing work. And consciously, how do you tell someone? Like, so consciously, what do we do? We go to school, we learn from there. Consciously, what do we do? We go to college, we learn from there. So... That's a conscious structure of learning that we have created as human beings on this planet. And I thought, how would I be able to translate this into the journey of life or the learning for lives? And that's when coaching kind of came through another healer who's also a healer come coach now. And she's been established in this industry. And that was the inspiration of how I started to explore. I said, this was interesting. You know, not every person would show up for a healing. But when you start to talk about how do you do it on a conscious basis, like if we talk about, let's say, waking up early and if I have to do a healing for someone to wake up early, then work on their subconscious and unconscious and a lot of other things that are happening in the background. Whereas coaching will start to do this on the foreground. And I felt for a lot of people, the foreground works better until they get to the background, you know, and that's when it started to resonate well with me all the coaching Mm -hmm. things and how the subconscious, how when we start doing the work of typically in the coaching work and how the subconscious stuff and the unconscious stuff starts to show up. But it's not scary for people to get there, you know. So I think that was a very important, I felt wanting to share the message I had for the world. Beautiful. What is it that sets you and the work you do, Divya, apart from other coaches? Like why would they choose to work with you over someone else? (laughs) <laughs> I would just say one thing. Someone who want to work with me would uh, feel a calling to work with me. I okay. don't think we are in the space of competition, really, because yeah, as coaches, healers, guides, teachers, 
are really trying to establish a new world here, a new, more aware world, more conscious world, that's it. And anybody can really choose to go to anyone. The way I see it is I go to someone I feel a calling towards where my heart says, oh, this is a person I would go to. And I think that's what I would leave for the people who work with me is that they come because they feel called to come. And in the yeah, you know, when we talk about that these are souls, we've kind of, you know, decided before coming into this body that we set yes. to meet you in the physical world. You know, that kind of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully That's said. Nice. What, in your opinion, then, is the most important quality or skill set in a coach? Being able to love unconditionally, really. <laughs> like just opening a space for the person, whoever is in front of us, even if it's sometimes our own selves. Just loving unconditionally. I think that's important. Everything else is later. The skin set can be less. The experience can be less. But if you have the capacity to kind of love, it feels. And the rest of the things make up eventually. And so what is your greatest strength as a coach? My strength as a coach, I feel what I've heard from the clients because I can only tell what I know, but the receiver knows better of why they come to me. They feel I have a very open end. That's what I've heard from people who work with me. They come to me and always there's this very, very most commonly what I experience is this, that I have a very open energy and a very em- welcoming embrace towards that person. And that's what makes it easier for them to come and really, you know, kind of give in, in a good way, I mean. And just yeah. share all of themselves and just feel safe. Open themselves up, the ability to open themselves up and share. Yes, yes. They just feel, I mean, I also have strangers just coming and telling me their life stories and stuff. <laughs> I realize, okay, fine. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> oh, it's fine. But it used to be like scary at some point. <laughs> what lights you up or inspires you the most about the work you do as a coach? Small thing, very, very small thing. What inspires me the most is really nature. Nature has this ability to kind of, nature is the biggest coach we have if you look at it because it goes through seasons, it goes through everything and it just keeps standing back tall again, blooming, showering, colorful, welcoming. Nothing in nature says no to us at any given point in time. So I think the journey of coaching, what inspires me the most is nature. And what inspires also the most for me is when I see how beautifully rooted, you know, children and animals are into their own essence. It just every day reminds me that that's what we have to do. We just have to come back into our own essence and our own bodies, our own wisdom, our hearts are the biggest coaches we really have. And children Beautiful. are such a great display for that. Animals are mm-hmm. such a great display for that. Nature is such a great display for that. I love that. I love that answer. I've never had anyone give that answer before. I love it. Amazing. (laughs) On the flip side of that, Divya, what would you say is one of the most challenging parts about the work you do? So the challenge that I face most often is that just like me, who couldn't see the truth for more than a decade, people who can't see the truth. And it's not for me. I just feel that how we respectively or that person in particular has been brainwashed into believing that the wrong that is happening with them, it could. That breaks my heart. And it also is this that I know I can help them. I know I've got something to share, but they are not in the space of listening or receiving that part. And I think that really makes me feel like, you know, like, why am I doing this work? Why do I know all this that I know? I don't want to know it because I know it's just feeling so heavy to let this person go through what they're going through without having to do anything. 
it's not for me to do everything for everybody. But again, when you're seeing something is going wrong and you know there's something that you can do, even if it's a small, little, tiny, little thing, it just kind of moves me to not be able to do that. So sometimes I just get really caught up in this drama, you know, like really. I want to speak a little bit about your journey into the world of being a TEDx speaker. I mean, that is a dream for a lot of people out there. So was this something that was a bucket list item for you, something you really wanted to accomplish? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I have an innate love for stage. So how did this opportunity come about for you to share your story on that red dot? I really didn't do anything for it to be true. All I did was show up authentically every single day on my social media platform. And a team of volunteers who were conducting this TEDx reached out saying that they wanted to bring me to the stage. And you know what happened? You know, internally, I was like, oh, they must have sent it to the wrong email ID. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That was your first thought? Yeah. I was like, and I was like, I'm sure they were intending to send this email to someone. Wow. Did you, you didn't respond back with that, did you? I took a day or two to respond because I saw her. I was like, is that this, is this really happening? I mean, I know like the bucket list is a good thing, but then sometimes when bucket list comes true, you're like, shit, is this really happening? <laughs> that is so funny. You thought it was sent to you in error. But to my surprise, they intended to send it to me. And then I tried to ask them, and so how did they get to know me? How did they reach out? And then they said that someone had referred. And then I realized the gift was coming from me sharing my stories and my journeys authentically with everybody on the platform and different platforms and that kind of led from one person telling another 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 so your your tedx talk was called how love shows us how to thrive can you share a little bit about that concept and where the inspiration for your talk came from right absolutely yes so again like i said in the beginning the biggest gift that i have received in this journey of transformation is the self-love that i have learned to take care of myself and love myself and all of the other things that i have like you know about for myself the talk is very focused on how I was I would really love to use this analogy it can just be you know how I was born a love machine as a child and how I was trained to become a hate machine over the years and how again did I come back and claim that space of being that love machine all over again that's what the journey in the TED talk narrative is and in all of that, all I have intended to do is to remind everybody that self-love is what really transforms us because when we really love ourselves, we can actually love everyone else. While the world may believe that self-love is selfish, it truly is not. It's really giving. It's a very expanded energy. It's a very beautiful space because then we start to really love small things to big things change in our life, how we start to become in, you know, the beacon of love and how love becomes the center of everything we do as individuals. And when we do this, and I'm sure you you would have been working with, you know, you know, knowing and working with so many coaches, you know that once we become that bulb, the whole world lights up because one, somewhere some some other bulb is lit and the same way the world lights up with the network of light that goes around. Yeah, I think largely the talk focuses on uh, how really love enables us to thrive and we thrive through love because the more we are contracted in the energy of hatred jealousy comparison competition we are all shrinking and what do we want when we are comparing we want the other to shrink when do we want when we hate them we want them to shrink what do we want when we are jealous of them we want them to shrink we want we are shrinking we want them to shrink and what do we do when we are in love or when we are 
then we can start to feel that we are love, right? Mm-hmm. We are expanding. What do we want for the other expansion? What do we yes. want for the other gifts? What do we want for the other blessings, you know? Yes. We are so expansive when we're in the energy of love and there is no more powerful energy than love. And really, I mean, there's so much hate in the world right now and we don't need it all. We really do. All we need is love and we need more of that in the world. It's so important. It's integral that we get on the wavelength of love and spread love and share love and love each other. And the world could be such a beautiful, more beautiful place if we all just got on board with love and shared love very much very much very much in fact yeah i mean it's it's the most beautiful energy there is (laughs) it truly is 100 percent. i agree divya to date what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win slowing down it's hard to do it's not an easy thing to do yes it is not the mind takes over and tries to tell you oh you're not good enough get up do more get yes earn more you know do everything and yeah. you have to tune into the body and the heart and say, it's okay. It's okay. Absolutely. I really think I have been able to give myself the grace of slowing down. I can't say fully, but definitely to a point where I feel comfortable. I'm not every day struggling to be enough. I feel enough already. We all could learn that lesson of slowing down because we don't. As human beings... We've been conditioned that we've always got to be go, go, go. And you got to go from one accomplishment right into the next one. You've crossed all the things off your list. Let's go. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. We never slow. take the time to slow down and enjoy and celebrate the wins or take the time to slow down and smell the roses, as they say. It, it's so important to listen to our bodies. Very true. Very true. Very true. It, it's so much gift. Not just, you know, like it's millions of gifts waiting when we slow down. We yeah. And to kind of oversee when we are running around trying to chase one thing after another. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Be kind to yourself. Because Beautiful. The, our worst critic is inside our head. All the kindness we kind of need from others is the first that we give to ourselves. Love it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel has been the greatest victory I have really, or the greatest learning or advice that I've had from anybody because. That's what I was most of missing. And I would keep giving benefit of doubt to everyone but me. What does the word empowerment mean to you, Divya? You just break it up quite literally and say being in power. <laughs> <laughs> being in my inner power being, or for anybody else, being in their power. Because we are mm. powerful beings, you know, Brad. We are powerful beings. We've been given so many gifts which tend to play down over a period of time because of our conditioning, of course. And empowerment is really walking into that space of claiming back that power, you know, living that power, honoring that power, voicing that power, feeling that power. Yeah, like really. And it, it, it just does not happen one fine night when you wake up next day, you are powerful, not like that. But it's really like one act a day or one thing a day, one thought a day, one feeling a day. And it's like claiming one part of yourself every single day. And then I think it's just a journey of empowering yourself throughout. Beautiful. Divya, what does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Like a little kid in the heart, you know, just dancing to glory, jumping around, happy. What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? My children, the human children, human child. I have one right now and I have Mm -hmm. two animal children. (laughs) 
Yeah, the great blessing I didn't prepare for. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions will just be two, three, four word answer type thing, okay? Yeah, sure, sure. Would you rather have more time or more money? Both. We can have both. We don't have to choose. (laughs) What is your favorite self-care practice? Looking at the sun just or looking at the moon, dependent on which cycle I'm in my space, but teaching okay. me later. At what time of day do you get your best work done? Morning. I'm an early morning person. So. How would you describe yourself in one word? Magnificent. Love it. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Love. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Divya, what challenge in your life has shaped you the most? Like I said, this history of abuse of many years with different forms and shapes, specifically the fact that I never had a family or a safe place to be in while I was single and also when I was married. That has shaped me into this human being now who wants to hold space and wants to be the family that my children need. So that's the greatest, greatest thing that has happened in me feeling myself and also making sure that I hold that space up. What is the most important lesson that you've learned in business? Most of us want to grow our businesses just like I wanted to grow my business, but I did not have the capacity to receive the business that was meant for me because I was shadowed with a lot of programming, a lot of limiting thought processes, conditioning. I think when we allow, it just happens. It's the order of things, you know, we need when I'm when our body is full, we can just force ourselves to eat so much. But when our body is open to receive, you have to see how beautifully our body receives and digests food. The same way when we open our businesses to receive and our hearts to receive through the business, it's the receiving, I would say. What do you see as your greatest accomplishment? Choosing to not give up. Yeah, it's been a series of a lot of difficult things that have happened. And I've just decided that I will not let anything come in between my growth and learning. What's the most surprising thing that you've learned about yourself? What I've learned about myself. But then I'm lovable. But I'm lovable. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Wow, I like that. (laughs) Well, the first name that pops up for me right now is Michelle Obama. Okay. I love the determination and grit with which she approaches life, that she's present as a partner, she's present as a mother, she's present as any other roles that her life presents to her. And she shows up. And if I've read her book, I've heard her few of her talks and stuff. And everything, I, I, every time I feel that even when she's failing, she shows up. Even when she's failing, she talks about it, that this is how she was feeling, this is how she was not in place. And she still showed up. She always showed up. And I think, that's what I've learned to keep showing up in respective. Just keep showing up. So yes, she is the person I would like to really, if I get a chance for an hour, I would definitely grab that. <laughs> <laughs> Divya, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? I'm there for you. You're not alone. And lastly, Divya, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your tribe, your corner of the world, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? Well, I would say you've got the power you need. Embrace your power, welcome your power, step into your power. You've got it all inside of you that you are looking for outside. So go get it. Just get it. It's all right inside you. Stop fetching it outside. Call that back to yourself and don't allow others to tell you otherwise. You deserve all the love in this world. You deserve all the blessings in this world. You deserve the best of the world. 
Beautifully said. Divya, thank you so much. What a beautiful way to end the interview. Thank you for making the time to be here today and for sharing a bit about your story and your journey. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I am honored to have had this opportunity and to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Keep shining your bright, beautiful light out into the world and doing the beautiful work that you do, Divya. Thank you so much, Brad, for having me here. It was a complete pleasure speaking to you and sharing what felt right from my heart to everyone else here. Thank you so much. My pleasure and my honor. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Divya Mutter. She is a certified spiritual healer and coach, as well as a TEDx speaker. Thank you so much, Divya. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, Brent. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca and follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.